Penguin presents Turning 18, an audio series put together to mark 18 years of the Refugee Council's children's section. The stories are written and read by refugees and inspired by the theme Turning 18. Matty. Matty arrived in England, aged 14, from a small Afghan farming village. It was after both his father and brother disappeared that Matty's mother arranged for an agent to smuggle him out of the country. Travelling by truck and on foot, the agent led a group of boys on a three-month journey, traversing seven countries through jungle and snowy terrain. Today, Matty has been given leave to remain in the UK, and as well as attending college, he regularly volunteers with the Refugee Council and Cricket for Change, helping other children who arrive in the UK in similar circumstances. Earlier this year, he was presented with the Generation Ali Award for his achievements by Muhammad Ali and David Beckham. Here, Matty recounts the anxiety that he felt in the run-up to his 18th birthday. After a period of relative stability in the UK, he knew that as he approached adulthood, everything could change. The piece examines the psychological effects of this uncertainty and his determination to live life in the present. When I was 17, I went to college. All the classmates were 16 to 19, and I studied applied sciences. I found it very difficult because there was less support than at school. While I was there, did my level one qualification in interpreting, as I really wanted to work. When I was 17, I was contacted by an interpreting company. I worked freelance at St. Thomas's Hospital. Sometimes, because I was often younger than the patients, the doctors thought the patient was the interpreter and I was the patient. It was funny. Some of the interpreting was complicated because of the medical terms, but my science education helped. Beyond 17 and a half, there were signs of problems. I felt that they were coming. I was refused by UKBA, and I was thinking now they are going to send me back. One day I was told that my right to be in the country would soon disappear, so I applied for discretionary leave, but my solicitor wanted some money. They said they would not help me for free because I didn't have a 50% chance of success. They wanted £400 to pay for the legal costs. I told them that I didn't have money. Eventually, I found the refugee consul and saw an advisor there. They tried very hard to get me a solicitor, but none of the solicitors had any spare capacity to take on my case at this late stage. In the end, I was lucky because one of the volunteers at the refugee council who I knew well had a friend who was lawyer and through her an immigration lawyer was persuaded to take my case on. I only had five days to apply. Otherwise, they would think I was illegal in this country. A few days after my 18th birthday, they moved me. Because my status was uncertain, they took me from my accommodation and placed me with five or six other people without status. It was a completely different area. It was nowhere near my college. It took an hour and a half to get to college 
on the bus from there. There was no electricity. You had to top up the electricity, and I didn't know how. I was worried uh, about the fact that they had taken me to a place where people didn't have status. The other refugees there said police might come at night and take us. I couldn't sleep. It was like a nightmare. I woke three or four times a night. I couldn't sleep because they might come tonight or in the morning to take me away. Turning 18 was totally different to other people who celebrate this birthday like the teenagers here. I knew it would be a difficult time because I had seen my older friends go through the same. For me, it was horrible. I was worried that they would deport me and didn't know what would happen next. The boys who were living with me there turned 18 before me and some of them were taken away. I stopped going to college because I thought everything was going to end. I couldn't go to college because of the depression and because after that when I tried to go I couldn't focus and I kept thinking they were going to send me back. I missed almost a year and a half of education because I just couldn't do it so I left my course and I stopped going. If I had continued then my studies would have been different. Right now I would be applying to university. I arrived here at 14 when you are just starting to learn. You are just getting used to things. Coming at this young age and get used to the attitudes, people and culture. My adult life has begun here and I hope it can continue. My family sent me here to save my life and if I went back, I don't know if I would live or not. When my case went to court, eventually they allowed my appeal on the basis of human rights. I was very happy. I had nine or ten different people at the hearing. My school teachers, my cricket coaches, and people from the refugee council. At the moment, I don't know what my future will be, but I try not to think about these things. I don't know what will happen in two years' time. Will I be given status or will I be refused again? It is still uncertain. All I can do is keep doing the good things I do. One thing I do believe is that if a refugee gets the help and support that they need, then they can be a good citizen for the community and for the country. This audio series was brought to you by Penguin Audiobooks, in association with the Refugee Council. To hear more from this series, find out more about the work of the Refugee Council, or to make a donation towards the running of its services, please visit www.turning18.co.uk.